QP Nation. Happy Friday. It's your boy Vince. And we are about to embark on a rip-roaring free agency frenzy football Friday podcast. Alright. Some of the stuff that's on the show today is we're going to give you a Russell Wilson update. Um, and what actually happened on our end. We're going to talk about Deshaun Watson and his legal issues. We're going to make a stop in Green Bay. And we have a couple more excuses for Aaron Rodgers. We are also going to talk a little college football. We're going to talk about what Alabama's priority is in their spring situation. We're going to stop with the Bengals and see what's going on there. And we're going to talk a little bit about free agency. Well, a lot about free agency. And we're going to talk about the hoodies spending spree. So that's coming up on the pod. Let's give you an update of what's going on in the house. Well, for months now, I've been talking about someone in my family having some issues. And, um, you know, I end the podcast with... You know, if you're having some mental issues and, and whatever, that you need to get some help. You know, I'll say this. I don't know if you've ever had an unexpected roommate. Like, in the sense of maybe it's a girlfriend's uh, cousin coming to stay for a second. Or maybe, you know, your boy has some issues and... You know, he needed a place to crash for a couple months or whatever the case may be. But I'll tell you something. <clears throat> kind of treating this situation like a angry roommate person. Case in point. I had a situation a couple days ago where there was cleaner in the bathroom. And the person was making an attempt to clean the bathroom. And instead of the person having to walk all the way to the kitchen, I was like, yo, just use this. And it was just like. You know, it's just like, don't talk to me, exorcist style, head spinning off and all that sort of thing. And, um, you know, it's just one of those things where it's like, listen, I'm just trying to make your life easier. You know, and it's just coming from a perspective of, you know, if you want to make your life harder, that's cool. You know, and if you want to be bitter about everything, that's going to be kind of cool, too. But. Just don't expect everybody, you know, have the same vibes as you. There's just little incidents about like that that just are like make me chuckle. Like you're mad because I'm telling you there's something closer that you can use. Okay, you can be mad about that. Or, you know, would you make it easier on all of us if you put your food in the like garbage disposal? Um, part of the sink and not in the regular part of the sink you know just kind of common sense stuff but you can be mad about that I mean it's your choice you want to be mad about it do what you need to do right because at the end of the day we are here at QP Sports Exchange to send out love and it's even to send out love to people who don't even want the love so on that note what we're going to do is we're going to start this pod because we got some exciting stuff going on. So, without further ado, let's get to the pod. 
All right, we're going to get this news out of the way early. Um, We're going to start in Houston. Houston Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson is looking forward to his day in court. We here at QK Sports Exchange condemn any violence or unwarranted advances on women. Uh, We won't bury Watson without the facts. Watson has been embroiled in some uncomfortable positions with the Texans organization while requesting a trade, and Watson believes that he does not have any input in the organization or his thoughts are not valued, and Houston is staunch on their position not to trade him. So this is a real touchy situation that's going on in Houston. Um, This further complicates any sort of trades that go on, and... You know, right now, what we're going to do is understand there's victims out there. And even Deshaun Watson's lawyer said, hey, listen, we don't want anything to go down that shouldn't go down. Right. Um, Any sort of abuse on women is something that personally I'm not. I'm not conditioned to tolerate. Okay, Um, but also. We can't condemn Watson without knowing everything that's going on because, you know, the man does have a lot of money. I'm not saying that these ladies are looking for a money grab. This is all speculation at this point. So I look forward to um, more news coming out on this. And as we get to know it, you'll know it. Um, And we'll also bring in the ramifications of what this does to his, you know, wanting a trade because with this going on, Uh, whether it's fabricated or truthful, this puts a real damper on any sort of trade, any sort of possibility of people talking about it because you got to allow this to play out. So we look forward to getting more information on this situation. And as things break, we will get it to you. I wanted to start with that just because we wanted to get that out the way. And we're going to um, pivot. Chicago's um, wide receiver Allen Robinson is going back to Chicago. He's going to go ahead and sign the franchise deal. It's funny. He went to go sign the franchise deal after the Chicago Bears hosted Kenny Galladay as a free agent and was talking numbers with him. So my man Allen Robinson grabbed that bag. It's going to be $18 million for one year. So we hope that he has a great year and he sees the market again. Hopefully, there's a quarterback there for him. All right, here's the deal. We're going to talk a little bit about the Russell Wilson situation right now. We got good information. Okay, the information was solid. The information was um, really actually what everybody else, you know, the ESPNs of the world, the Fox Sports of the world also got the information correct. So when we talked to you last week about the three first-round picks and the second and the third and a couple players and things of that nature, we were right on track with the trade to the point that we had got information that there was talk to Russell that the deal wasn't done, but it was done, that he was going to be a bear. Um, so the reports out there that are saying that you know it never came to pass or whatever, There was enough there where Russell was feeling that he was going to be a bear. So we stand by the report. We did jump the gun 
we are sorry about that, but we stand by the information that we received. So I'm going to thank my guys again on the ground who put a lot of legwork into this. Um, we really are uh, proud of the reporting. So we'll just keep it like that. We're sorry, fan base of Chicago. And we're sorry to the fan base up in Seattle. So the 12s of Seattle, QQ Sports Exchange apologizes to you. And to the Chicago Bears, the fans out there, listen, I know you guys are disappointed. Um, I know that the Andy Dalton signing wasn't exactly the pivot that you wanted. And I would tell you that your work isn't done. And I would tell you to hold your organization accountable to make sure they know that if Andy is a placeholder, that's okay for whatever the young guy is. But if you're telling us that we're going into the season as Andy Dalton as the unequivocal starter of the Chicago Bears and there's nobody on the horizon kind of punting till next year, then the organization has a lot to answer to and we will be looking forward to whatever those answers are. We're going to stay in the NFC North. Because the one thing that I've been talking about on this program is listener participation and how we wanted it and how you can get it. So right now we're going to tell you at Twitter, it's QPP Network. At Facebook and Instagram, it's Question Point Pod Network. All right. Question Point, one word, pod, one word, network, one word on IG and Facebook. I got a question and um, it was on Facebook and it was a message and it was basically asking me to go over the um, Dalvin Tomlinson deal for the Vikings and was it stupid or not. I'm going to give my man some credit. My man Ace Marksman, Ace, you my dude, you the first question on QP Sports Exchange and we got your answer. So we're going to give you some Vikings love right about now. So Ace Marksman, your question has been heard by QP Sports Exchange. And we got an answer for you. So I looked at this deal. And so it wasn't a trade. It was just free agency. And there's some duplication in getting Tomlinson from the Giants. Okay, there is. He's a big, stout, run-stuffing defensive tackle. He's a nose tackle. He can play 3-4 or 4-3. Okay. Now, here's the positives. Tomlinson is the second highest run-stuff rate at 5.1% since entering the league and have a minimum 800 snaps. So, he's second in the league in run-stuffing. All right. Now, what the Vikings envision is with the guy they signed last year, Pierce and Tomlinson, that those guys are going to eat up the guard and center. That's going to allow um, Barr and Hendrickson to run all over the field. Okay, so that's what they're trying to do. Now, here's the thing. They're going to be up against it when it comes to pass rush. Okay, none of these guys... The two guys are really good, like, affect the pocket guys. Now, they definitely close gaps. 
So running games are put to rest a little bit. And then you're looking at a situation where, you know, now you're in obvious passing downs. And then maybe you get them off the field. But if the situation is, is that you're looking at these guys to affect the pocket, that's not what they do. They clog out the run, most definitely. But as far as actually affecting the pocket and making the quarterback uncomfortable, that is not what they do. So I see it a little bit from the Vikings end, and I see it from my boy Ace end as well. Because it's a lot of duplication, for sure. I understand the premise of what the Vikings are trying to do because the run game defense was porous last year, and they're trying to make that as stout as possible. And that's what Zimmer is, right? That's what he does, okay? That's the coach. He really believes in stopping the run and then allowing his pass rushers to do what they do. I'm not bent on this free agent acquisition, and I'm not over the moon about this free agent acquisition. It's one of those where I can see it, I understand it, I just don't know if that was the right application. So it's a wait and see for me, but there is some good news, Ace. I got some more news, some Viking news for you, player. The Vikings signed eight-time pro bowler cornerback Patrick Peterson. It's a one-year deal. It's $10 million. Peterson's uh, play has been on the decline for the last couple years. But if you are saying that Peterson is going to a team with a, a heavy pass rush and they're going to get after it and they're going to play a lot of um, press coverage, this is right up his alley. So he has declined over the last couple years, but, you know, a new change of scenery little bounce back because the dude is great. One of the best cornerbacks we got in this league. He's definitely, you know, over his career, he's definitely top five from, you know, the time that he came out till now. You know, and he's been in the league 10 years, so he's been holding it down for a while. So that's a good pickup. You know, that's a good pickup for the Vikings. The good thing about that is instead of teach the young cornerbacks that they have in the secondary that, that they have, how to work, how to work in the secondary, how to be on the same page, how to be a one accord and work as a group. So Patrick Peterson is definitely an upgrade. I'm glad the Vikings got him. But you know, Viking fans, you know what it's all about for you. Okay? It's all about what you're going to do at quarterback. Because Kirk Cousins is still the quarterback. He's still making like $33, $34 million. So he's definitely starting next year. And the proof is going to be in the pudding. He's going to have to step up. You know, the running game is going to be there. I'm worried about what they're going to do on the offensive line a little bit. But as far as weapons and as far as running game, and it looks like they paid a little attention to the defense on in free agency. You know, this is still a pretty good team. So it's how far can your quarterback go? Now, keep in mind, Russell Wilson didn't go to Chicago. So, you know, you're still right now the second best team in the division. And Aaron Rodgers is still out there. It's going to be an interesting year. And also keep in mind that we got the draft coming up. And as we get closer and closer to that, you know, we're going to start breaking down some of these teams and what they need 
and, you know, see if they can fill those needs in the draft. So we're going to have a lot of football Friday coming to you. All right. And to my boy Ace, Vikings talk on QP Sports Exchange. That's how easy it is. You ask a question, we give you an answer. Thank you for your question, and I'm glad that you helped produce the show today. So we're going to move on to Cleveland and um, what they're doing. Now, the Cleveland Browns signed two of the Rams secondary. So two starters from the Rams secondary last year. Um, They signed um, safety John Johnson the third, and they also signed Troy Hill today. Troy Hill, good cornerback, um, very steady. You got a guy who definitely can stick with wide receivers. He is a try-hard guy. He's a guy who um, lays it out on the line. He's not afraid to go up against um, running backs, so he'll stick his shoulder pad in there. Um, John Johnson is amazing safety. I mean, this is such a great pickup for the Browns, and they're they're seem to rework their their secondary and now they got two really good other pieces to their secondary um john johnson is a ball hawk he also definitely has some physicality to him as well um so the versatility that he's going to be able to display for the browns is amazing so i'm looking forward to that part so dog pound You're welcome. You got some love. You got some run on this program as well. We've hit the Midwest super hard right now, right? We hit the NFC North. We hit the AFC North real hard. You know what I'm saying? So we killing the middle of the country. We killing it. And I want to thank you guys for listening and tuning in and telling your friends to download and subscribe QP Sports Exchange. So... You know, we had an uptick this week on the downloads, man, and I couldn't be more um, joyful on that, and it's all you. QP Nation is real, and we're going to have some news at the end of the podcast that's going to blow your mind, so stay tuned for that. Right, back to free agency, and our next stop is in New England, so in Foxborough. The New England Patriots acted like new money during the free agency process, all right? It's almost like Bill got drunk and called agents like QVC. You know, he was just calling agents up like, yo, how much is John New Smith? You know what? Yeah, I I won't get some of that. You know what I'm saying? Like my man called up Matt Judon's agent and said, yo, what's it going to take? We did this like 14 years ago for Adelius Thomas of the Baltimore Ravens. And we're going to go to that well again and get Matt Judon from the Baltimore Ravens. We need some help at edge rusher, you know. 
And like the agent was probably saying, look, I got a two for one special. You can have Matt Judon and Kyle Van Noy because the Dolphins going to cut him. Bill was like, yeah, we like Kyle Van Noy. We had him. And we need Matt Judon. So, yep, sign me up for that. I can see Bill sitting there in his, like, easy chair, flipping through the channels and going, you know what? Maybe on Amazon I can order some defensive tackles. I really love some defensive tackles, you know? So my man went out and signed Montrevious Adams. He also signed um, Gacho and uh, Harry uh, Anderson as well. You know, he went out and got three defensive tackles. So he changed the entire interior line. And he wasn't done. So not only did he get two edge rushers, three defensive tackles, my man said, hmm, you know, my wide receiving core could use some sprucing up. You know, he kind of went to like a home garden, you know, situation. And it gave him the idea. So I can see Bill walking around like the garden at Lowe's. You know, looking at some spring perennials or whatever. Saying, you know what? This gives me an idea. I'm going to spruce up my wide receiving crew. And he signed Nelson Aguilar of the Raiders. And then he went and got um, Kendrick Bourne from the 49ers as well. I can see Bill looking at like the gas grills, you know, at Lowe's. And he's saying, you know what? This excites me. And you know what else excites me? Tight ends. I like tight ends. Hell, I drafted two last year. Dalton Keene and uh, David Asiasi from UCLA. But I need more tight ends. So, the hoodie signed uh, John New Smith from the Titans. He's going to help them a lot. And then he signed Hunter Henry. When he was draft eligible, I was looking at that cat for both my favorite teams, which are the Rams and the Patriots. He's been injured, you know, but when he's on the field, he's very productive. So if Bill and that training crew can get him right and get him on the field for, let's say, 14 games out of the year, Instead of him missing like six, seven games out of the year. That could be a good pickup. So, you know, I don't know if we've seen the best of Hunter Henry. And I don't know if he's going to be able to stay healthy. So there's a lot of downside to signing him. And I think there could have been better options. But they went the Hunter Henry route. So then Bill, like a over-eager do-it-yourself guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, he just spent money crazy. Now, here's the thing. He signed, like, 15 people. There are some good parts of it, but he did spend, like, a young adult with his first credit card. You know what I'm saying? My man gets out of college. He's got that $1,200 limit. He's all pumped. I can buy a lot of stuff with this. (laughs) The hoodie spending money like it's Christmas. I'm going to give you the total in a second. But I still got jokes. Bill was out there spending money like Brewster's Millions. Remember that movie with Richard Pryor? He was the AAA um, relief pitcher or whatever. 
Brewster's millions, Bill Belichick spending a lot of cash during free agency. And I mean right out the gate. He didn't wait. He was like, oh, it's time? Sure, I'm ready. I got people that I want to go get. My man, somebody told Bill about Amazon. He was like, what? We can do this? We just simply go on and they'll send us stuff? They were like, yeah, that's right, Bill. You can go on Amazon. Hell, if you got Amazon Prime, you get like little discounts and your stuff is uh, free delivery. Bill's like, wow, really? And they were like, Bill, there's this other thing called free agency where you can spend money. Did you know we had like $70 million of cap room? What? We can go out and spend money during free agency? Yeah. Yeah, Bill, we can go out and spend money at free agency. How do you want to proceed? Well, how do we go about this free agency? Well, we call up agents and we, we tell them, like, this is what we want to spend on your guy. And they either take the deal or not. Oh, all right. Well, let's do a lot of that. We got some stuff to get on this team. We're going <laughs> to Bill, just spending money like a drunken sailor. <laughs> so some of the major moves that they did. They also signed late center David Andrews. So they're retaining David Andrews. He signed a four-year deal. Their offensive line has just gotten a lot better. And I think you're going to see them run the football. There's going to be a lot of physicality come September in Foxborough. The other people they signed, Jono Smith is a great red zone pickup for them. Good hands, you know, excellent worker, you know, works real hard. You know the playbook and keeping his body right means a lot to him. All he kept on saying in the interviews is, I'm ready to work. I just want to work. All I know is work. Let's do this. He is a perfect Patriot. So I'm sure Belichick was happy to go ahead and, you know, cut that box open from Amazon. And John Smith popped out. They also signed Raekwon McMillan today, the linebacker, which was crazy. I was looking at that. I was like, wow, okay, they're really going after it. I like the Gacho signing. I really do. Um, I think they needed to be able to stop at the point of attack when it came to the rushing game. So that's a good pickup. Henry Anderson was also a good pickup for them. Because obviously they saw something in their team last year as far as the run game. And they did get purged a lot. There were a lot of like 20-yard runs, 15-yard runs. The secondary holding on to Derrick Henry for dear life down the field because he got ahead of steam because he just blasted through the defensive line. So I see what they were going after. They were trying to get more physical up front on both sides of the football. You know, obviously Matt Judon is a help. See, the thing about it is, is that the Patriots do work in accord with one another. It's always in concert. So Matt Judon might not be the you know, best pass rush guy on his own. But with what the Patriots do, as far as defense is concerned, oh, he'll work right in on that. And Belichick will get as much out of Judon as possible. I like the Bourne pickup. You know, I think a younger slot receiver works well. 
you can start to phase out Edelman. Or if you see that the needs aren't what they need to be, you can cut them during camp. You know Bill is not too sentimental. He's got rid of guys that were pro bowlers like the year before. And you know what he did to the GOAT. If Edelman, which is one of the last pieces to, you know, the championships on the offensive side, you know what I'm saying? If he has to go because he just doesn't have it anymore, which I hope he does. I hope he's he's able to end his career the way he wants to, you know, healthy and productive. That's the hope. But if not, this is a good backup plan. And maybe there's some spread situations that Bill is trying to run. So I can't wait to see it. New England did a lot of work during the free agency period. And there was a lot of other teams that did some work. So we're going to hit those right now. These are going to be quick hitters. Uh, the Broncos re-signed Justin Simmons. He got four years, $61 million. But here's the real number. He's got $35 million guaranteed. So the Broncos re-signed defensive back Justin Simmons. Juju Smith will be dancing on logos and doing TikTok videos for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Juju Smith re-signed with the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's a one-year deal for $8 million. So Juju went out to the market, saw that the market was not as fruitful as he thought it was going to be. And he went back to the quarterback that he knows and the team that he knows so he can continue to raise his value. So if Juju can stay healthy next year and Roethlisberger can stay healthy, you know, Juju should put up a good year. He went back to the Steelers for $8 million one year. Cincinnati cuts eight-time pro bowler defensive lineman Geno Atkins. Now, Atkins is 33 years old. And he was scheduled to make $9.25 million. So his productivity last year wasn't as good as it was like a couple years ago when he was still getting like nine and a half sacks and things of that nature. Um, So I understand the cut. You know, you have to get young. And if you're not producing at the high level, they're definitely going to cut you. So I hope that Geno signs with somebody and maybe he can be like a uh, a third down specialist because I think if you put him in a position where he could succeed where he's just coming in on just known passing downs I think you can get the best out of Geno Atkins still and I think he's the type of guy that if you limited him to like 35 snaps a game you're definitely going to get the pressure that you want he can bring that every single time so Geno Atkins, no longer a Cincinnati Bengal. The 49ers have made some upgrades to their offensive line. They're retaining offensive tackle Trent Williams. Now, Trent Williams is one of the best offensive tackles in the game, and now he is the highest paid offensive tackle in the game. This dude got a real bag. His bag is super strong, man. He got a super bag. It's like $180 million. Now, here's the thing. Pro Football Focus rates Williams at a 91.9, and that's considered elite, okay? So they paid him as an elite tackle, you know? So they paid him to guard whoever is going to be quarterback, whether it's Garoppolo, whether it's a trade, whether it's Russell Wilson, whether it's Deshaun Watson, or one of the kids in the draft, but... 
Whoever is going to be Trent Williams, that's a good way to start. That's a confidence builder for your quarterback situation. They weren't done because the 49ers also signed um, Atlanta center Alex Mack. Alex Mack has been a good center for a long time in the league. He's been in the league like 12 years. He was drafted by Cleveland and then his last free agency situation, he went to Atlanta and he was a stalwart there. So they really upgraded their O-line. They really made sure they were solidified on that offensive line and it, no matter who was going to be the quarterback. 49ers did a real good job in free agency. They got taken care of. We got to talk about the Bengals a little bit. I'm a little worried about what's going on in Cincinnati. Last year's number one overall pick, quarterback Joe Burrow. I'm seeing the Raiders basically have a fire sale of their offensive line. I'm seeing Zeitler from the Giants go somewhere else. And there's a ton of teams without cap flexibility that the Bengals would have good choices if they had to get to plan D or E when it comes to upgrading their offensive line. But I'm just feeling like they're just going into the draft. They're just going to be able to fix their offensive line through the draft. And sometimes that is possible. Sometimes that's a situation where, you know, you get you a guard from Wisconsin and you get you a tackle from like Alabama, Clemson, or, or Ohio State. You know, bingo, bango, you're fixed. But here's the thing. Jonah Williams has been often injured and that's your left tackle. And we don't know if that's still his right position. He might actually be a right tackle and you might need a left tackle. That's something that needs to get fixed in a draft. Now, where the Bengals are drafting, there are two legit tackles that are out there. Penay Sewell from Oregon, Rashawn Slater from Northwestern. Both these guys are beasts. So there are some, some guys they can get in the draft for sure. But when you're starting to depend on, like, you know, two rookies on your offensive line, you know what I'm saying? And now you're bringing up some of the continuity. You know, you got new guards. And, you know, like I said, Jonah Williams hasn't played a lot. The one thing that you got to do if you're the Cincinnati Bengals, you got to keep Joey B healthy. Joe Burrow, the quarterback who was injured last year, who was playing excellent football, by the way, that guy needs to be protected and the Cincinnati Bengals really didn't do a lot in free agency to shore up that offensive line where maybe you're going into the draft getting maybe one position squared away now you're going to the draft needing like two three positions squared away so not a good job by the Cincinnati Bengals on their offensive line um, I was hoping for better for Joe Burrow and Cincinnati fans hit me up QPP Network on Twitter, Question Point Pod Network, on Instagram, and Facebook. Get those questions in, man. Be just like Ace Marksman on Facebook. Hit me up. Hit me up with a Minnesota Viking question. We give the listeners, the audience, love. You want something, and we will make sure you get it. All right, Bills Mafia, stand up. You know, go ahead and put someone through a flaming table if you want to. I know Bill's Mafia. That's what you get down like. I seen the pictures, man. I seen you have a beer in your hand and you're power bombing somebody 
off your dad's RV through a table. So, Bills Mafia, this one's for you. You got a wide receiver. You got Emmanuel Sanders. He's played in uh, for the 49ers. And last year, you know, he played in uh, New Orleans. So, Emmanuel Sanders is a now a Buffalo Bill. That goes real well with Stephon Diggs and their young wide receivers and their uh, improving tight ends. So, the pass game is looking super swole for Bills Mafia. And then the Bills weren't done because they were like, you know what? Let's get a young backup quarterback. They signed Mitchell Chagrinsky from the Chicago Bears. Here's the thing. This is a low-risk sign. And here's the other thing. If that dude needed to come in and give you two games, Mitchell Chagrinsky is well, well-versed to do that. You can say he's trash and this and that and whatever, but Mitchell Chagrinsky put into the right situation, cultivated the right way. We don't know what he can be. And the Bills are looking at it like, yo, we can sign this dude, pay him little money to back up Josh Allen. The quarterback room just got stronger in Buffalo. The intellect and the and the moxie just got better in Buffalo. If you can somehow resurrect this guy, make him look good, you don't know if you can trade this guy for like a second, third round pick down the road. So great value in picking up quarterback Mitchell Trubinsky from the Bears because the Bears signed Andy Dalton. You look at Russell Wilson, and I'm telling you, you pretty much had him. I don't know what Seattle tried to pull towards the end, but... People were talking like you had him. But the pivot to me was ridiculous. I mean, Andy Dalton on a one-year deal. You didn't pivot and maybe talk to Houston about Deshaun Watson. You didn't go to New York and check in on Sam Darnold. You didn't look in San Francisco and say, hey, are you happy with Jimmy Garoppolo? So... I understand you missed out on Russell Wilson. I get it. Very disappointing. Very upsetting. Putting all the eggs in one basket and getting denied. But you couldn't take a variation of that package to Houston. A lesser package to San Francisco. A lesser package to New York for Sam Darnold. You couldn't do that. That just seems like you gave up. You sat there. In the Russell Wilson situation, okay, you think you get some, you know, some headway done. There's some stuff coming out that things are going well for you. Vegas is taking the futures bet of Russell Wilson to you guys off the board. So it looks good. So they had inside information as well, like we did. So you pivot on Andy Dalton. This is why the Bears are 8-8 eight eight every year. And that defense, which is super good is going to be in a situation where they're going to have to win games next year to be above eight and eight so i'm real sorry for bears fans shy town you know i love you you know we give love to shy town on this podcast one of my oldest friends you know we ain't talking too much right now will martin we call him dub dub is from shy town we get down with shy town i'm really upset for you guys i hope I want it better for you. And maybe in the draft. I don't know. Maybe there's something in the draft. Maybe people know something where people are falling or whatever. 
and you end up with a quarterback anyway. And if that's the case, like we said, if Dalton is a stopgap, you're okay. But if you plan to use him for a whole year, that's slapping your fans in the face and just telling them, we're punting on this year and we'll see you next year. Couple more news and notes. The Chargers beef up on their offensive line. They signed for, former Packer Corey Lindsley and also the 28 year old guard Matt Filer. Anytime you can help out your young QB, Justin Herbert, like that, and getting two quality um, interior offensive linemen, you've done your quarterback a huge service. So. Kudos to the Chargers for helping out Justin Herbert. And, man, can't wait to see what year two brings of Justin Herbert because he was he was great last year. Gonna give you some more news and notes. Um, we're gonna go into a little college football right now. We're gonna talk about a piece that I read on the internet by Steve Lasan, and it's in regards to Alabama. And this is what Steve Lasan said as a priority for Alabama. Alabama needs to get Bryce Young comfortable within the offense. Young will get every opportunity to become the next Alabama signal caller. He was a freshman last year from California, highly touted five-star quarterback. So that's Bryce Young. The one thing that will help is that Saban will not give Young more than he can handle. You know, so he'll have a lot of bubble screens um, to explosive athletes. And he'll run the football and then hit him with the play-action pass. Now having two NFL head coaches don't do not hurt him at all as well because uh, Bill O'Brien, say what you want about him being a talent evaluator and a GM. He is a pretty good head coach. He did a lot of good work at uh, Penn State when he was there. They were uh, really bent when he left. There's that. So Bill O'Brien will handle some of the quarterback duties in the offensive line. Uh, the offensive duties is, you know, for him. And then they also signed. Doug Marone and Doug Marone has uh, coached the Bills and he was the coach of Jacksonville last year. Doug Marone's a good coach. I think he'll get another shot. I don't know if he'll get another shot in the NFL, but I think he'd be a good college coach and I think he should get another shot in the NFL. I don't think he needs one like right away. I think he could do a stint in college football, maybe do a five to seven year run. And then make another run at the NFL. He just needs to kind of build his brand up. But Doug Marone is a good, good offensive line guy. But also a good offensive mind. So having Bill O'Brien, having Doug Marone around your program. Just makes Bama even just more ridiculous. And this will help Bryce Young as he kind of eases his way into the college football season. More news in college football. Justin Fields, the Ohio State quarterback, 
Right now, he looks to be the third quarterback off the board when it comes to this year's draft. Right now, it's Trevor Lawrence as one, the first quarterback. Zach Wilson out of BYU as the second. And Justin Fields as the third. The other day, Justin Fields ran a 4-4-1 in his 40-yard dash in prep for his pro day. Fields is confident that he will run a 4-3 in his 40-yard dash when the pro day comes up. This is my memo to Justin Fields. Justin, also feel free to work on throwing into tight windows or throwing your wide receiver open. Do that as well. I mean, very impressive that you ran a 4-4-1 in your 40, but also that would be impressive for us is that you would be able to recognize a blitz and find your hot read. That would also be impressive. Running the 4-3 would be awesome, but also understanding there's a safety stacked on your wide receiver and you stare him down anyway and get picked off. That situation getting um, fixed would be also impressive. Justin Fields, great athlete. I actually think he's going to be a really good quarterback, but I'm hoping that he's working on the things that really matter for him to be a really great quarterback is that recognition of defense, recognition of uh, coverages, and also finding what his hot read is when the blitz is coming. Our last little thing of the day. So we just told you that Green Bay lost their starting center, okay? He went out to to the la-la. You know what I'm saying? He came to where we get down at. All right? He came to the la-la. All right. So, Green Bay, we got some problems. We got some real issues here. Here's my question to all the Packer fans out there. And Packer fans, please feel free to hit me up on QPP Network. That's my Twitter handle. On Question Point Pod Network. That's my Facebook and Instagram handle. You guys, feel free to hit me up. But we have a question for you here at QP Sports Exchange. You are part of QP Nation, Wisconsin, Cheeseheads. I hit you regularly, right? But I'm going to hit you with some knowledge right now. How is it that KC found their way out of free agent cap hell last week? You know, they were $68 million over the cap. They were able to restructure, sign two offensive guards, one son of Hall of Famer, Howie Long, brother of Chris Long, offensive guard Kyle Long, and then they signed Joe Tooney, who's a versatile chess piece, and he was excellent for the Patriots in his career there. Okay, so they signed two high-end offensive guards, right? So now they're pretty solid. They're looking for tackles now. You know, but now they can just focus on that in the draft at least. You don't have to worry about the interior offensive line. It's good. So Green Bay management, any more lame excuses for Aaron Rodgers and your inability to sign people during free agency? On last week's pod, we had some of the excuses for you, right? You know what those excuses were. These were the go-to excuses last week. COVID-19 really hamstringed us from doing anything in free agency well that's plausible right you know that directly affects the cap and all that but here are some of the other excuses that green bay management gave aaron last week 
on why they weren't going to do too much in free agency. And then this week they tacked on a couple more. Because Aaron Rodgers just saw Vegas have a fire sale on offensive linemen. Trent Brown went back to, to the Patriots. And Kansas City, who were $68 million over the cap, somehow ended up upgrading their interior offensive line immensely. So here's some of the other excuses that Green Bay used. Pesky climate control, you know, really pinched their their ability to be able to sign free agents. The savings and loan industry also was a great contributor to our downfall, not being able to sign free agents for you, Aaron. And no one can ever forget the head personnel guy of the Packers still reeling from his 11th grade tragedy when his longing for Brenda Russell just stymied him and he had some sort of episode during free agency. That's why he wasn't able to sign free agents. <laughs> uh, here's some more. So Green Bay, here's some more excuses that you can give Aaron when he comes to you and go, hey, what's going on on free agency? Aaron, I'm, I'm, I'm too busy trying to get my COVID vaccine shot. <laughs> Aaron, you know how it is, right? I know free agency is important, but I'm refreshing my screen to see when I can watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier. You know, on Disney Plus, that bad boy is coming out soon. I don't have no, I don't have time to get you a wide receiver. I don't have time to upgrade our offensive line or get you a tight end that has great hands. I don't have any time for this, Aaron. Falcon and the Winter Soldier coming on Disney Plus like today. <laughs> Aaron, I'm trying to prioritize my streaming services to see if I can make any cuts. So I am working on some free agency. But it's with my streaming services. You can understand that right Aaron? The last one is this. Oh. I got caught up. With listening to the new Taylor Swift. On Spotify. You know she redid her. Entire catalog right? I love me some Taylor Swift. I just got caught up Aaron. Couldn't be bothered with free agency. I was listening to T Swift. <laughs> Way to go, Green Bay. Way to have your priorities set. Way to help out your soon to be Hall of Fame quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, to get to the promised land and beat the GOAT, Brady, in Tampa. Way to go. Green Bay, Wisconsin. Hit me up on Twitter at QPP Network, and on Instagram and Facebook, that's Question Point Pod Network. We're going to save this. We saved this last one. This is a personal one, and then we're going to get up out of here on a football Friday for you. As you know, I do two pods a week. I'm actually thinking about doing a third pod. Um, I'm going to put that into the Twitter universe and into the Instagram universe shortly. Um, I have some other ideas. My whole goal is to 
create like a network. That's why I have Question Point Pod Network. Okay? My idea is to give other people a voice. My idea is to give other people a place to write crazy trades and be funny and be creative. That's my goal. Is that it won't just be my voice on this microphone all the time. It'll be other people. Young people. I'm trying to give young people a chance. I'm trying to give people to give them an opportunity to spread their creative wings. Right? Because of the fact that I have been a long admirer of one Bill Simmons. And Bill Simmons is one of the guys that I listen to. He's one of the guys that I respect in this industry. He's one of the guys that I look to for inspiration. And he is one of the guys that I look to as a template of what I want to be. Right? I am a, a, a small guy at a kitchen table with a microphone and a computer right now. And I tell you without hesitation, we have said on this podcast before that we are coming after the ringer and we're coming after Smoko. So two of my favorite guys on the face of the planet, Bill Simmons and Kevin Smith. Well, yesterday I had uh, sent out a Instagram post, you know, talking about Bill Simmons because I had mentioned him in last week's podcast on Who Questions Monday. I mentioned Bill on a pod because it was my first time creating trades. And I know this is Football Friday, but give me a little give me a little latitude because this is good news for QP Nation. This is good news for QP Sports Exchange. So this is good news for QP Sports Exchange and QP Nation. So give me a second. I sent out an Instagram post and mentioned Bill in the Instagram post talking about him being my spirit animal and all of this and how I propose crazy trades NBA trades and now I have a follow from the BS pod that's right I am being followed by the Bill Simmons pod I can't be more joyful about this Bill this still means that nothing's changed I am coming after the ringer I'm coming for you, Bill. I want to be on top of that mountain. I want to make crazy Laker trades. I'm your yin to your yang. So, Bill Simmons, thank you for the follow. One, I'm completely humbled. I'm completely grateful. I hope that you have enjoyed our passion for what we do. Um, I hope you have enjoyed the information, and hopefully we have uh, entertained you. And yo, man, when you get Bill Simmons to follow you or the BS pod, well, his name is on it. Doesn't matter. I got a follow from somewhere in the hemisphere of Bill Simmons. So I'm pumped. I'm jacked. And it's Friday. And it's time to bounce. So let me tell you this. This show is for you. Ace Marksman. Got on the show. He got some run on the show because he simply asked me a question about the Vikings. And he wanted some information on his team. Ace, you got that information and you get this shout out. All right, player, you get this shout out. 
This is how we do it on QP Sports Exchange every single week. We bring nothing but heat. We bring nothing but joy. And also, because you are the first question on QP Sports Exchange, you get this. Ace Marksman. Yo, that's how we do it. And that's how we're going to end the show. All right? Ace, thank you for the question, dog. You got your answer. Minnesota duplicated on the defensive tackle situation. But I understand a little bit what they're trying to do because they were really crappy in the run game last year. But we hope that the edge rushers get it done for Minnesota. But your quarterback situation is still a question mark. Ha, you get it? Question mark. QP Sports Exchange, Question Point Pod Network. It all ties in. That's how we do it here. We tie it all in for you. You know what I'm saying? We like the X-Files around here. All right? You guys have a great weekend. Okay? Take care of yourself. Make sure you getting those mental breaks in. Make sure you getting that zen in. Making sure you getting that center of yourself in. Be your best self. All right? Get your rest. Get your love. Get your get your appreciation. And then you appreciate your people back. You know what I'm saying? Now, help out your fellow man. Help out your neighbor. You know, it's still a tough time around here. Alright? Do what you can. And if you have the time, or if you have the money, open that checkbook up and help out some worthwhile organizations. Okay? Do that. And it, it is time... For our no question about it person of the week. And that person is a local person. You know, I get down with the Long Beach Rescue Mission, right? I come from the Long Beach Rescue Mission. I have been real open about my alcohol abuse and how bad it was and where I was four years ago, right? I am a child of God now. I give him all praise. I don't do this podcast without God. And that's because of the Long Beach Rescue Mission. So there's a young lady that works at the Long Beach Rescue Mission. And she is our no question about it person of the week. Christina Wecker, who went through the program at the Long Beach Rescue Mission, has now got her certificate for social services, and she is also a long-standing employee of the Long Beach Rescue Mission. And Christina's job there is to help people really just regain themselves, regain their life, regain their self-esteem, regain um, their family members, you know, and their family members trusting them, and exposing to uh, exposing young ladies. To other avenues so they don't have to go to back to abusive situations or situations where um, there's trafficking going on or whatever the case may be. So Christina Wecker is our no question about it person of the week. She works at the Long Beach Rescue Mission. Yo, big shots out to Christina. Kudos to you and your certificate that you definitely earned you definitely handled that business christina 
Also, Christina is a big Eagles fan. She's going through it right now. No Carson Wentz. Team in a lot of upheaval. But we're not talking about that. So Christina Wecker is our no question about it person of the week. And she works at the Long Beach Rescue Mission. And I just wanted to give her a shout out. So that's how it's done. You know what I'm saying? Hit me up on Twitter. QPP, QPP Network. Hit me up on Instagram at question point pod network. Get those submissions in for no question about it. Person of the week, entity of the week. We want to uplift and we want to give flowers to people who are really doing it in the community and helping out and giving back. So if you got somebody that's in your neck of the woods doing it real big in the community, you get it to me. On Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, QPP Network, Twitter, Question Point Pod Network, Instagram, and Facebook. And with that, we are out.